this is it. This is the end. For 10 weeks now, across 50 different video devotionals, we've been exploring what happens when the Son of Man comes. That topic that fascinates or frightens so many of us about the events and circumstances surrounding when Jesus comes again. We've looked at what the New Testament has to say about it throughout the teachings of Jesus himself in the Gospels, the sermons the apostles preached in the book of Acts, the teachings that they gave in the New Testament letters that they wrote. We've seen the continuity between those teachings and the hopes and expectations as revealed throughout the story of the Scripture. We've seen the way the book of Revelation brings it all together with stunning symbolic language, not saying anything so different from what the other passages of the Bible have already said, but presenting it to us in a different way, almost like painting us a picture of it to help us see it, and with the intention that seeing that, we should be blessed. So it seems only fitting that as we end this series of devotions, we go to the same place where the book of Revelation, where the Bible as a whole ends. Because those final words of encouragement and challenge that were revealed to John as Revelation concluded are incredibly applicable as words of encouragement and challenge to us today. Because in Revelation chapter 22, beginning with verse 8, I, John, and the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book. For the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil and the filthy still be filthy and the righteous still be right and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty, Come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone, who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. 
And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Those are the last words of the book of Revelation. The last words of the Bible. And they're fitting to be our last words on this consideration of when the Son of Man comes. Because sometimes we can be so overwhelmed by what we hear about these events, be so overwhelmed by trying to understand these pictures or draw from them teachings and implications, so overwhelmed by things going on in our world and starting to imagine if maybe these were the things that Revelation was foretelling, that we can start to lose focus. As I've likened before, we take that picture of Revelation, but zoom in so tightly, it starts to become pixelated. We lose sight of the overarching purpose. Maybe we elevate some teacher, some televangelist, some YouTube personality, to a point where we are hanging on every word that they say, every book that they write, where we are exalting the messenger instead of the one who gave the original message. But as the angel, God's messenger here, revealing these things to John said, we must not do that. The point of all of this, the reason that God has revealed these things, that Jesus showed these things to his servants, is so that we might worship God. So that we might realize whatever we're going through, whatever we're struggling with, whatever in the world is going on around us, we keep our focus. We remember what really matters. We remember where all of this is leading. We remember who has already won the victory. And that's Jesus. So it is that discussions of the end times, the second coming of Christ, the judgment day, or any of the other ways that we talk about, any consideration of the resurrection of the dead or of heaven and hell, None of these should be things that we put off to the side, never to ever speak about shutting up the words of the book of this prophecy, nor are they things that we should add to, that we should give them different emphases, that we should imagine things in them that are different from what Jesus has plainly revealed. We should always approach these things with great humility, recognizing that there is some mystery to it, that we're seeing into a mirror dimly, that we don't know exactly how things will be, but we know. That if we belong to Jesus, we'll be like him. So our hope is to purify ourselves even as he is pure. Our takeaway from these topics is not one of fear or confusion. It's one of desire to live each day of our lives being as much like Jesus as possible because we know he is alive. He rose from the dead and he reigns over his kingdom right now. His will is what matters he is the one who will ultimately be in control. And he is the one who will ultimately come and put an end to sin, to death, 
to all of the struggle we have in this world because of him. So we are waiting for him. We study these things, looking for that encouragement to endure, to realize that the struggles we have aren't really with flesh and blood, but that there are cosmic powers of darkness that are wrestling, but that Jesus has already secured the victory. That even though it may at times seem like his people are surrounded, where it may seem like the situation is hopeless, we know in an instant, in a time no one will expect, Jesus will come, and then that'll be it. And all that will be left for those who belong to Jesus is to enter into God's presence forever with him. So we should spend our lives worshiping God in light of that reality. We should spend our lives seeking to be pure, to be holy, to live for him in every moment of every day so that when Jesus comes, we can be excited to see him. Because that is where revelation ends, not on a confusing note, not on a frightening note. Revelation ends with those who belong to Jesus crying, come. We cry, come to those who don't already know him, knowing the only reason Jesus hasn't already come is because there's still someone else out there that he's waiting for them to come to repentance. So let's invite them. Let's live with so much hope for how Jesus changes our lives now, for how he'll change our lives forever that we are sharing with everyone. Let's say, come knowing the change Jesus has made in our lives and longing for him to come to reveal that for all of creation, for the struggles and the pain, for the disasters and the tragedies to be overcome once and for all, for death to be swallowed up by life, for all that is sinful and subject to curse and corruption and decay in this world to be burnt up, melted away for what separates us from God to be completely dissolved so that all that is left is new heavens and a new earth where we live and dwell in God's presence forever. That is where it's all leading. That is where the story of the Bible ends. That is where the human story ends. That is where our lives as Christians are headed. So let's get clear on that. Let's be blessed by that. And let's be people who truly long for Jesus to come. This is where our consideration of when the Son of Man comes ends. This is where our lives as Christians ultimately ends. And fittingly, this is where my production of daily devotionals as the minister for the Georgetown Church of Christ is going to come to me. Because in September of 2023, I'm going to be pursuing a new opportunity that God has presented me to serve in his kingdom. And these devotionals will no longer be produced. Now we'll see what God has for the future as he continues to work and his spirit continues to lead and his son continues to reign among the good brothers and sisters here in Georgetown, South Dakota. But for now, I thank you for the privilege of being a messenger and a servant to you to share God's word. But I do ask, worship God. Keep your focus on Him. And let's all do everything we can to hasten the coming of the Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all.